Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to In Lockdown, brought to you by Lavazza. Today we bring you part two of our Jens Lehmann interview. If you missed the first part last week, it's still available for you to go back and listen to before carrying on with today's show. We pick up the interview this week with Jens talking about our unforgettable run to the 2006 Champions League final. Some incredible performances that season, especially in the Champions League. There was that incredible run. Um, and the penalty save against Raquel May in the semi-final is obviously a huge, huge moment for you and for the whole club. But I think your performance against Real Madrid was was perhaps even even better. What would you say were your highlights that season? Um, the highlight was that we got to the final with a team. Sometimes um, where players had to play positions they were not used to. It was the first time for them. Yeah. And our organization, our defensive organization combined with the individual technique and skill of our strikers and uh, forward-going players. Because um, the, the games were always very tight, uh, but we were very, very disciplined. And uh, we played a new system uh, in midfield at away, in away games. And uh, I had to, uh, from my personal point of view, I had to perform flawless because I wanted to play for the German uh, national team in the World Cup. Yep. I knew that if I had made a mistake, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal, Arsenal would have taken me out of goal again. And so I was always a bit scared. And uh, I think I, you know, that I had this spell when uh, he put me on the bench for a couple yes. of games. And after that, I think um, I've not made any mistakes until that final. So let's talk about the final then. The the 19th minute of the game is one that I guess you have flashbacks to. Um, only, only, only when you when people like me ask you. Yeah. <laughs> but you said you felt like the loneliest person on the planet. I mean, does it get any easier with time? That was 14 years ago now. No, actually not. Um, you regret it more and more, what happened. 
but it was in a spur of a second, a moment, and just happened. And it was probably down a little bit to the fact that we haven't conceded any goal. And I just wanted to, yeah, get it going like that. And I should have dropped off a little bit more. But I, I, I didn't know how fast Eto was as well because it was the first time I was playing. Yeah, very unfortunate circumstances. But have you realized that after that red card, nobody else ever had been taken off or, or had been uh, uh, sent off in a final? Unless it was the 90th minute and the, uh, the, scare, the score was already clear and decisive. Yeah, late on. During the, the major part of the game, nobody ever has been sent off. And the referee actually said, didn't he, a few years later, he regrets the decision because he said he should have played on. Um, given Barcelona the goal and given a yellow card. And I think that's what you're talking about. That doesn't happen anymore. They don't want to ruin the game or make the game too one-sided. Yes. But the game itself, I mean, so what did you do? You, you have to go back into the dressing room. Did you even watch the rest of the game? How did you follow the game? I went up to the... I was very sorry because Robert Pures has been taken off. Mm. Uh, I was going um, to the stands where I was sitting and my sons came to me. Yeah, we were very, very sad we were sitting there, and uh, I mean, we could have got we could have got a fantastic happy end, but mm. what was it, Belletti? Belletti. Huh? Yes, yes, the fullback. Yeah. Yeah, Belletti has scored. I've met him a couple of years ago. He had good memories of me. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But um, Manuel Almunia obviously came on, took your place in that game. He did well. He did well. What was your relationship with Manuel? Because he was different to Graham Stack, wasn't he? As you said earlier, as long as you know they don't want to take your place, you get on well with them. But he, he did take your place for a few games. Yes, that's true. And then he learned something new in his goalkeeping life, that other goalkeepers do not always support him um, because it's a fight for number one. Mm. Uh, he wasn't used to it. And... Um, yeah, I, I was fighting him in every training session uh, until I got uh, my place back. And when I have left Arsenal, uh, I had a conversation with him and uh, said, Manuel, uh, I, I like you really much as a person. But you had to understand me. I had to get back my place. I know you hated me, but I never hate you because it's, it was just a professional relationship. And he was very surprised by that. Um and uh, now, uh, after we had a very good relationship, because he realized that uh, it was never personal. Uh, so, because I knew, I always knew that he was a very nice guy, mm. yeah, and, a, and a and a great goalkeeper as well. Um, his only his only disadvantage was that he came into the game, the big game, a little bit late. Um, so sometimes it's not easy to cope with the pressure then. So you didn't tell him at the time that it was nothing personal when it was only professional. You waited until the end of, of his career and your career. You didn't ever have a conversation at all when you were teammates? Not really, no. And was that the way you were with, with most rivals for your position, I know, as well with, with Germany? Mm, with Oliver Kahn, sometimes it was different because I was number two and um, I was challenging him always in between the tournaments. But uh, when we played the tournament and I knew I was number two, I kind of supported him. Yeah, I um, wished him good luck. And uh, when he played well, um, I congratulated him. Uh, but in, in between, it was, it was a fight. Uh, and so we had some conversations. Uh, sometimes it was good. Uh, sometimes it was bad. Uh, 
particularly in the run-up to the World Cup 2006. Of course, it's the one in Germany, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, home country, and the opening game was in Munich, his stadium, uh, where he was uh, on Edwards, um, huge uh, billboards um, everywhere, and they had to remove the billboards and whatever because he wasn't playing. So, what was his reaction to you? Was it similar to how you had been? No, no, he didn't talk to me either. Um, once he said, okay, good luck, uh, before the penalty shootout against Argentina. And that was it. So, but I, you know, I don't blame him because everybody reacts differently. And he was so, he wanted to play, mm. but he did not everything for it. And I think I did 110%. But my situation at Arsenal helped me a lot because I knew that the competition there was, uh, was, was much bigger. I had to do more to play for Arsenal than actually for the German national team. So how did you cope when you were out, out of the team at Arsenal? What, did you blame Arsene Wenger? Did you blame Manuel Armunia? Or did you just look at yourself and try to improve? How did you deal with it? Um, on the first day, I remember I came out of his office and he told me that he's not playing me anymore. And then he told me that uh, considering my situation for the German national team, um, he recommends that I was leaving the club because he did not intend to play me anymore because he said I made twice the experience of a goalkeeper who I had played too long. He was too old and too, uh, yeah, he was too old and I played him too long. I don't want to make this experience or this mistake the third time. Oh. And, uh, by the way, you look too tired as well. <laughs> And then I was uh, getting out of his office um, into the gym. And I was, uh, I, it was a very intense 30 minute session where I was furious. And uh, Tony Covert was next to me. And I was so furious that I have twisted my ankle. And it was, I was in pain, but I, I insisted to go out to practice because I didn't want to give him the, uh, the justification of his yes. wrong decision mm. and to see, oh, now he's even injured. Right decision. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. And, uh, then for a couple of days, I was furious. Um, but then I started, uh, to do some meditation. Philip Waxel, the osteopath, I was always with him uh, throughout my whole time at Arsenal. Uh, every week and he said to me okay um, you have to focus a little bit on your breathing and your techniques and you're doing yoga which is good and a friend of mine gave me a book about meditation and I started that and from that moment on I think it was a week after Arsene's decision to drop me I went to him and said okay boss I understand your decision but you have to understand me I'm staying and you will let me play again, I'm sure. And um, sometimes we were arguing. Every week I was in his office. Uh, sometimes we were arguing, but not in a bad way. Yeah? It was just about uh, arguments, exchanging arguments. And after a while I learned how you can convince people the way you approach them. And uh, that was in that book. That was very interesting. And that was... Uh, Programizing yourself, um, 
visual learning and visual success and all that stuff. It sounds like it changed you quite a lot that that time in your career, changed your personality. Yeah, it was. I should have done that uh, five years ago or before, well, before because um, it was a game changer for me. Yes, it was because, uh, but it was very exhausting. Yeah, every every day after training, I was meditating for thirty minutes. Um, I even made the experience that you could meditate pain and uh, injury of your body. Um, very interesting, just by way. And that worked for you? That worked perfectly because uh, even for the German national team, at the time when Arsene dropped me in Germany, they said, okay, um, Kahn will play again in the World Cup. Yeah, decisions made because he doesn't even play in London. And a year later, uh, Uli Hoeneß, he's a, he was a, a managing director there by Munich, he said, well, when I look at Jens Lehmann, he must know something because the way he comes across, he must know that he's playing the World Cup. But I didn't. But I realized, okay, what the book said and what I've learned. When you change your attitude and when you change um, your uh, self-perception, others perceive you in a different way. Mm. And that was uh, that's what happened there. Uh, exactly. Um what was uh, probably the purpose of the book and the purpose of this meditation and uh, all that preparation. And that was very interesting. And Arsen was the same. Yeah, He didn't perceive me anymore as an old, uh, tired German keeper. All of a sudden, he perceived me as, wow, if, you, if I play him, my chances of losing are quite remote. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. So did you have another meeting with Arsene where he explained that to you or was it just you were back in the team? No, no. He, um, I knew Manuel started to make mistakes and I knew that he was going to play me again. And that, uh, he played me the first time at uh, Aston Villa. It was a fantastic reception when the fans uh, saw that I was playing. I will never forget that. Yeah, and your relationship with the fans generally. 
you said at, right at the start that you didn't want to replace David Seaman as a as a legend or a fan's favourite, but you did become loved by the Arsenal fans for your for your character, for your style, and for your goalkeeping. Yeah, probably. I think um, they realised there was a sometimes there was a tough or, or entertaining German, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, I was lucky because. Um, I was the only signing and we've never lost in the first season. In the second, we won the FA Cup and in, and in the third, we nearly won the Champions League. So there was not that much to complain. And then you came back. Um, so you had your your last season, 2007-2008, when the team was starting to change, wasn't it? It was a younger team yeah. um, in a new stadium. Did you feel a little bit that you were becoming out of place, that this wasn't your team anymore? How did you... How did you feel in the dressing room towards the end of your your first spell? I think uh, they made a mistake because um, they have changed our group of players too fast. So it was only at the end, it was only Gilberto and myself and we weren't really playing. And then they got rid of us as well. Uh, So the whole mentality of this group, which we have represented, and the values um, of this group and the success and how to approach training programs and um, all these important issues. I think all of a sudden that was gone. And what I've heard after is that um, every player who had a good game thought he was on top of the hierarchy. And they underestimated that. I think Arsenal as well. He was was very... uh, wanted to change the team for younger a spectacular team but in terms of dressing room attitude I think um, he should have kept us for a year or more It seemed quite an immature team in terms of um, experience at that time It wasn't their fault and they were immature and they were inexperienced and there was no leadership uh, because um, what I said before uh, all of a sudden Sesk with a good game was on top of the hierarchy but he was a kid or Robin Percy, or even Alex Lip. <laughs> and did you say that to the boss at that time? Did you have a relationship with Arsene where you could say that sort of thing to him, or was it not how? No, I, I was gone. I was gone, so I didn't. Okay. Well, I wasn't in touch with him. But you felt you could have stayed. You should have stayed. I don't know if I should have, um, but uh, in terms of dressing room mentality and team spirit. Yeah, responsibilities. Gilbert and I, we were the last ones. We should have stayed. Like like he did with Martin Kuhn. When I came, Martin was there. And he was fantastic for the group. He was fantastic in the dressing room. He was still keen to play. uh, But he accepted his role. was not that dominant anymore. But he was so important for our group. And I think he had a very huge... Um, percentage of um, this success of becoming unbeaten champions. Yeah, you can have an influence off the pitch as well as on the pitch, can't you? Yeah. Um, let's just finish by talking about your your comeback. Then you were doing your coaching badges, weren't you, at Arsenal in 2011? I was the first one, I think. I started and I asked the boss, "Listen, I, boss, I need to have a place where I can practice. Uh, that's for my coaching license here." Yep. And um, after me, I think there was Saul, Thierry. Uh, Freddie, Patrick, I think, I don't know. And uh, there were a couple of others. And 
that's what we loved and the boss loved it as well that um, he always had his uh, uh, one or two of his old players around him but then you didn't expect to play surely and then you were all of a sudden you mean when i was coming back as a uh, not as a coach as a yeah but you came back as a coach first and it was because you were there that you got signed up isn't that is that right because there were injuries no 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 that's not true okay what what happened for you to i came there i think it was in november or december and i said to jerry jerry um I'm half a year off the pitch now. Come on, let's do one session. I want to see yeah, how much I've lost. And it turned out I haven't lost a lot. <laughs> um, so I think one or two months later, uh, he remembered me and um, he said to the boss, listen, uh, Jens is still fit. We don't have goalkeepers available apart from Manuel. Uh, let's get him back. And I, was, I enjoyed that a lot because the pressure was not there and I was practicing. It was fun. And... Um, it was just uh, up to the game where I always, all of a sudden had to play. It was a little funny journey. And yeah. I remember, for example, that I made my first ever appearance in a, uh, in a reserves game when I was 41. Yes. Because they've asked me, do, do you want to play at the beginning? I said, yeah, okay, I go there and play. And uh, I had a bad game because um, I didn't get the, the timings right. And my spatial awareness wasn't so good. And so they slaughtered me again in the papers. But I knew that one or two weeks later, I would have been up because then uh, the routine was there again. Mm. And right at this time, uh, when Manuel decided not to play, just 20 minutes or 25 minutes before the game, I was a bit nervous, I have to say. And all of a sudden he said to me, oh, I, said to, I asked him, can you play? And he said, mm-hmm, my knee, my knee. Manuel, you have one minute to make a decision whether you can play or not. And after one minute, can you play or not? I'm not sure. Okay, tell me now, yes or no? And he said, uh, no. And I've asked uh, Gipsy to um, do the warm-up with me for 10 or 20 minutes. And uh, I was very nervous. I came into the dressing room and then I um, was going... Um, I was sitting there and I thought, okay, uh, what happened in my last game a year ago or whatever? Mm. And um, I realized what I had to do and my routines. And when I came out there, out of this room, uh, the boss said to me, uh, Jens, as always. And I said, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so nervous and they expected the... They called me the German machine before, <laughs> before and I, they expected the German machine to, to do uh, what they were used to do. For yeah, what he'd always done. Yeah, what he's always there. Yeah. Even though you are now 41. Yes, yes. So tell us about the game. It was your 200th game for Arsenal, so it meant you had a nice round number to finish your career. Yes, exactly. It was nice. It was, uh, I mean, we, we scored and uh, was it 2-1? 3-1 in the end. 3-1 in the end. Yeah, it was it was good. It was um, I didn't have to make a lot of saves. I think I had to play a little bit with them, and uh, I conceded one. Where I was uh, angry about as always, but it hasn't changed. But uh, it was a nice win, and I think it was one of a few wins away from home at the time. Yeah, yeah, a, a nice way to finish. Yes, very nice way. Whereas I think Arsenal made a mistake after because um, he didn't let me play. Wojciech came back. He should have let me play again. You were keen to carry on. You would have played more games. Of course, because Wojciech was very young Mm. and uh, he didn't make a save at all at the time. Um, We were still competing for the championship with Man United. Yes. 
so you wanted to play some more games. And then you went into coaching, um, coached at Arsenal for a bit, and now you're assistant at Augsburg. Can you just, just tell us about that before we finish? Yeah, I was uh, happy and grateful that they let me do my coaching badges. They are the reserves and sometimes the under-19s, uh, Steve Gedding and uh, under-19, I think, was, was it Steve Bold at the time? Yes, it could have been back then, yes. I was looking at them and it was fantastic for me to come over, to practice, to learn about uh, organization. And a couple of years later, I've asked the boss if he needed a, an assistant. And first he rejected, but then he thought, okay, I need to have more intensity on the pitch. Um, that's what you're good at. And so he brought me in and um, it was a fantastic experience. Whereas I have to say, at the time, I was learning more than I could give apart from the intensity, but um, for, in the first half year, I was looking and looking and I was making mistakes, but I think that was normal. Uh, but in the second uh, half of the season, that was okay then, and I've learned a lot. And then I was at Augsburg, but only for a short spell. I shouldn't have done that because I didn't realize Arsenal, when you go to Arsenal, Arsenal is a very classy club, and uh, it's a big club, and... Um, cannot ex uh, expect to do everything right at the beginning. So they help you. Augsburg, I went there. Uh, we won the first games. So we uh, made sure not to get relegated. And But then um, they decided to sack the coach. And because I, in Germany, I was um, football-wise, obviously I was a very prominent figure. Um, and instead of keeping what they have promised me in such a case, um, they sacked me as well because the new manager uh, is what I guess he didn't want to work together with me. And um, that was the opposite of classy. That was uh, not very social. So that I made uh, a very bad experience in terms of that. So what's next for you? Well, I have a couple of ideas. I want to, I want to become a coach again because now I think um, I'm up for it because it's I'm old enough, and when I see coaching now, I think that uh, the quality of coaching is probably not um, as high as it should be. So there must be chances to get in again. But there could be some other options as well in football. You see, I'm right now I'm actually advising an investor from Hertha Berlin, okay, who went to buy them, and um, he doesn't understand everything about football, so he needs. Uh, a guy who tells him sometimes how football works. And are you still meditating? No, I should do that. It was in my time. It was very exhausting. I do yoga, but meditating. Who? That was a. That was an effort, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of time. Yeah, Jens, I really appreciate your time today. We've gone through so much. Um, could have spoken for another hour, but I'm going to let you go because uh, I'm sure you've got things to do. But I really appreciate your time, and it's always great to hear from you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Our thanks to Jens for sparing his time for us and for sharing those memorable stories. Before we go, just a reminder to make sure you subscribe to the show from wherever you get your podcasts. And also, if you could leave a review or rating, that would really help us out too. Thanks again to our partners at Lavazza. Remember, if you're in the UK, you can purchase your favourite coffee at lavazza.co.uk. We'll be back again next Tuesday when our guest is former striker Kevin Campbell. So until then, thanks for listening.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.